Krampus. Like yeah. in Germany, there's the whole uh, Krampus knocked or whatever yeah. it is, where they yes. where they celebrate the evil demon, which actually sounds amazing, <laughs> and where people just get bloodied and beaten to shit the night before Christmas. <laughs> and it's I think it's got Krampus knocked or something. Yeah, like no, that. in yeah. Germany and a lot of Scandinavian countries, they ha- it's like a parade. It's like there's a whole bunch of Krampuses who like you know you will ever like see the march- movie The Purge. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's the it's actually the purge, oh. <laughs> where everyone gets to dress as a Christmas demon and do whatever the hell they wait, want. Wait, 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 wait. No, they do. They, they literally beat they the hell out of like each other. They do like a parade, and it's they all like dress in good fun. But it's like German I mean, fun. I, I mean, yes, <laughs> it's like German fun. It a lot involves a lot of poop and bondage. <laughs> hey, hey, now don't stereotype an entire people based on two sexual prolicti- proclivities. Proactivities, yes. Prolapsivities. Pro, pro, pro so, pro, so you gotta you you look out for Krampuses. You, you're like, oh, I don't want to run into a Krampus. No, on the you street. don't have to look out for them. They're they will all find walking you. down the street <laughs> in a parade, and then people are like lined up. There's barricades, and people are lined up behind, going like, "Yeah, we celebrate Krampnacht, and oh yeah!" And then like the Krampuses. Krampi? The Krampi? The Krampi? The Krampuses. The Krampeninen. Uh, the Krampeninen. Eventually get so drunk that they break through in the barricades and all of the little children, like, they run. They know what's coming. They they show up nevertheless and they get beaten to death. They don't get beaten to death, okay? Near to death by these drunk disorderly Christmas demons. There's not a Krampus massacre every Christmas, okay? So, 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 so Spain's got the running of the bulls and which country is this that does the This Krampus? is... A lot of all Europe. of them, so just a bunch of them. Germany and and a lot Sweden, of Sweden, Denmark, I know do it. So they had the release of the Krampuses, like yeah, essentially. Yes. <laughs> and everyone, it's all in good fun. It's German fun, yes, though. German so, like, fun, German fun. I I feel like I could have some German fun. I, I gotta go check that out. I mean, to be you honest, you have accidentally had German fun based on the stories that you've told us. <laughs> that's probably that's not untrue. Like when you fell out of that like third story window. That's German fun. <laughs> yeah. Deutscher Spaß. That uh, Deutscher Spaß. That is that's German for German fun. German Deutscher Spaß. Deutscher Spaß. But do you know it's more fun than that? Hearing a Christmas song about a kid whose mom is dying. <laughs> that's American Christmas fun. <laughs> and cue annoying intro. Welcome to the Songtopsy Report, everyone, where we dissect bad music to figure out how it died. I am your host, Nick Brigadier. And ah, uh, yeah, I'm Mike Russell, but with the intro, the bad music part, I just can't agree with it today. I can't. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is this is Stephen Trollinger here, and we've got a little something special for all of you Christmas-loving girls and boys out there. It's not German fun, mind you, but it's as close <laughs> as we'll get for me anyway. Um, so, in picking the song for this week. We we came ac- we came across so obviously this is the first week where everyone starts to play Christmas music nonstop for a month or so. <sighs> Favorite time of year. Favorite uh, time of year. I love it. So we discovered in the picking of the song that uh, Nick and Mike have two very distinct and separate opinions on the song we're going to do today. Whereas when I listened to this song, I struggled with a deep deep divide. I couldn't. It's both heartening and enraging i i felt a swell of positive emotion and then i struggled with my just utter loathing of the subject well because you have this love-hate relationship with christmas in the sense there's certain kinds of christmas i will tolerate with i will i i love conceptual christmas which is christmas as 
a general sense of a season where we all just are a little nicer to each other. We all do a little bit better at being kind, compassionate, understanding human beings, which blends into religious Christmas, which is as Christmas just as a straight religious holiday. Again, no problem with religious Christmas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was raised Catholic. I've had plenty of experience with religious Christmas. It's fine. I'm a Christmas <clears throat> veteran, okay? What I hate deep down dirt ugly hatred and i'm looking right in mike's <laughs> eyes looking as I'm right at me. <laughs> is commercial christmas you can't hate on commercial christmas i hate commercial christmas it does away with all of the goodwill brought about by conceptual and religious christmas and i can't stand it and this song is an unholy blending of the three <laughs> yeah. and i couldn't quite reconcile them in my head so mike and nick oh. are going to spend this episode Battling for my very soul. See, the I, soul of an asshole. Yeah. And I'm not even going to get into the metaphysics of what the soul of an asshole is. Which is known as an asshole, by the an way. Um, but Steve, I am I am so grateful that I do not have this mental struggle that you seem to be dealing with. Because I just unambiguously loathe this song. I I, I, now, had, I texted you when, you when I first listened to it. And I said, Nick, I don't think i can make fun of this he did did. and i was like oh no no shit because it's a feel-good song about happy christmas and being a good person a feel-good song this song there's only three conclusions there's there's either a dishonest horrible little kid who is a liar or that's not the case and the guy who is singing this song is a narcissistic asshole or this song posits a world in which we live in a universe in which there is an unjust, psychopathic, Judeo-Christian Old Testament God. One of these three wow. has to be true. The, the third one, I'm very interested to yes, hear your Christmas Shoes posits this universe. In my head, I was I couldn't reconcile my head with my heart. And <laughs> that, I, that's normal, Steve. That's I, totally normal. Makes, just, means you're a person, unlike somebody at this table. I just <laughs> I didn't know. I'm look. I'm not. I'm an okay person, but I know that I can be a dick a lot. And even listening to the, the listening to the song, even I found a threshold that I like, if I make fun of this song, what kind of no, horrible No, no, you can't you can't you cannot think that way. You cannot think that's what the song wants you to think. It, it it's trying to create this construct where it is impossible to criticize and it's bullshit because it's a fictional song and it talks and I'm so angry about this. Okay. Okay. Now, in, getting now in case in case because actually some people I've spoken with have not heard uh Christmas shoes. Like, Wait, so it's Christmas shoes by by New Song. By New Song. New okay. Song. Which <laughs> New Song. Who Names themselves new song. Uh, <laughs> I think it's probably. An Have you effort. heard that new song by New Song? That's the thing. I think it's an effort. But you know how like we we do things to title our episodes so it gets like more yeah. hits. Like I think they did that. They're like, what if we call ourselves New Song? Then anytime someone doesn't know a thing, like they're like, oh man, what's that new song? I'm gonna look it up. Yeah. Anytime the words new and song are put together in a Google search engine, they come right up. Well, considering they've been a group since the '80s, they were really thinking ahead. Yeah. They foresaw no, the rise of search I, engines. They all, every member of whatever group this is, uh, I don't know how, I don't know anything about this group or how many members are in it, but it's all a of Christian them were vocal group. Every Every member was a part of DARPA, and they were there. They were there at the the, the beginning of ARPANET, which was the 
the predecessor to our current internet. <laughs> and they knew. They could figure. They saw ahead. But no, so all this was just to say that there are some people who somehow have miraculously not heard Christmas shoes, despite the fact Shocking. that it is... Shocking. Shocking. I agree with you, actually, because you cannot escape it. You cannot escape its lascivious tendrils working their way into every area of human existence. So here's a little bit of Christmas shoes by New Song. Sir, I want to buy the shoes for my mama but it's a bad touch you see she's been sick for quite a while and know these shoes will make her smile and one or two are like listening oh god nick i i love it i i mean it's just it's so i honestly it's such it's a great song it's it does everything it's supposed to do it makes you feel something it tells a story it's it's got nice gentle like music in the background little wind chimes going on like there is nothing bad about this. mike the only ground i the only common ground i think we're going to find is that the first time i heard this song i didn't think it was that bad it did. It it it, it kind of washed over me in a sea of like banal, whispered, sweet nothings to try to make you feel good. I I didn't register it, but then I started listening to it over and over again, and came to some shocking real realizations about it. I feel like based on at least that little bit there, and when I first heard the song, one of my thoughts was, it sounds like this song, in a weird, I don't know. It's, it sounded like it straight up birthed the Hallmark Channel. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you can see yeah. the movie in your head like, of just the soft focus. Like, I, I'm imagining this song actually like 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 the Virgin Mary on Christmas Day, pregnant with a with a with a young babe and in a manger, and the thing that it birthed was the Hallmark Channel. Uh, see? If this if it's true that the Christmas shoes really gave birth to such a beautiful channel as the hallmark channel <laughs> like hallmark. some executive was like man i bet we could make a shit ton of money off a of crap like this <laughs> and they I all bet there's left a, there's a bunch of sucker bunch of christian suckers out there that want to watch shit all about crap like this what if there was a what if there was a whole network nothing but these songs made into movies god damn it i'm brilliant pass that cocaine over here <laughs> hey hey but you know hey so, sometimes you need an Evil conglomerate cokehead to to bring out the best things in life. Those because were all redundant. Just, just, it's Those were all redundant. You didn't need to say all that. <laughs> it's almost like you can cash in on the sentimental nature of stuff like Christmas you know, shoes. Don't use words like cash in to try to like. Don't you use your ten dollar words like cash, which can also be twenty dollar words or five dollar words. Hey, hey, don't use words that back up what you're saying to try to refute the thing that I'm saying. What kind of lowbrow, underhanded, dirty trick is that? Well, you know what? Listen, because I don't want to be a complete monster in discussing the song. So here's I mean, the one you don't want to be, but. <laughs> I'm prepared to follow my beliefs to their logical conclusion. If that makes me a monster, then so help me God. The you same won't God you're a monster. The same God who killed this kid's mother. Um, oh my God! Now, New Song is an American contemporary Christian music group that was founded all the way back in 1981. But in the year 2000, their song "Christmas Shoes" came out, which was undeniably the biggest hit. But uh, this group, New Song, 
They have frequently provided support for organizations working with abandoned or underprivileged children, and for years they've worked with World Vision, which is a humanitarian organization dedicated to working with children, families, and their community to rid them of poverty and injustice. What? You know, I'm surprised you even decided to share these wonderful facts about the band. It looks like they're out there helping people. It then. sounds like they're great, amazing people. Now, on to the shitty song that they did. <laughs> yeah. um, these are great, amazing people. I am not. So here we go. <laughs> Listen, maybe unlike you gentlemen, I can separate the art from the artist, which is it's usually the opposite. It's usually you love the art and hate the artist. These seem like really great people who wrote an awful song. What was it Shakespeare said about hating the player, not the game? It was something like that. <laughs> yeah. Hate is going to hate. Yeah. Hamlet. Hamlet. Act five. <laughs> Who dis? Macbeth. Scene three. Act two. <laughs> New phone. Who dis? Titus Andronicus. Well, okay, guys. I don't want to beat around the bush. We're going to get right into Christmas shoes because this whole song tells a story. It's it's just a very straightforward. It has a beginning, has a middle, has an end. Uh, so we're just going to be kind of analyzing the story and why I think this story is deeply unsettling for a variety of reasons. Okay. That I hope I, that I, I hope I can convince you on. And I'm going to hear you out, Nick. Okay. I'm going to hear and, you out. And likewise, I will hear you out, sir. And at the end, I will decide <laughs> who I agree with the most. Ah, yes. Two men fighting over Steve. His, <laughs> fant- his Christmas fantasy has come true. I'm going to make you the cuckold of Christmas, Nick. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> that sounds like a great Hallmark movie. The Christmas cuckold. <laughs> Sir, I want to fuck your wife in front of you one night. Is that okay if I do? Can you film it too? Can you hurry, sir? Because I'm about to come. You see, I've been thinking about this for quite a while, and I know this boner will make a smile, and I want to... <laughs> Jesus would want this too. He doesn't want to be sad like you. We've already wrote a more touching song, in my opinion, than Christmas Shoes. Oh my god. Sir, before my mom dies now. (laughs) I need you to fuck my wife before my mom dies. (laughs) Quick, quick, quick. Wait, wait, wait. What's your mom have to do? Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) Just imagine you're in a pail of shoes and this guy comes up to you and proposes this. I laid the condom down. <laughs> so I laid the condom down. <laughs> uh, so on to Christmas shoes. Yeah, Christmas shoes. All right. All right. So the song starts. There's some twinkliness. It was almost Christmas time. There I stood in another line. Okay. So he says it was almost Christmas time, and uh, there I stood in another line. You know, so far, so far, so relatable. So far, I hate it because it reminds me of commercial Christmas. Let's make Christmas all about Steve. I'm trying to play the rest of the song. <laughs> we we get it. You hate commercial Christmas. Trying to buy that last gift or two. See? Yeah. No, oh, that's commercial Christmas. Yeah, but then he says, "I'm really in the Christmas mood." The very next why, line why it kind you... of aligns with you. I feel like he's it, not in the Christmas. He's it buying does. Gifts. And how does this help me choose you <laughs> yeah, over? What? Crazy, no, man. because I am so certain in my convictions that I'm willing to throw a bone to you, Mr. Mike Russell. Because overall, wow. it seems like so far this song is about how commercial Christmas should no longer shouldn't be superseded, should be superseded 
by by a more genuine empathetic version. Yes. Up to this point, I agree with you. I agree that so far this song is kind of along those lines. I don't like where you're going with this, Nick. I feel like there's some deep dark thing you got planned about this. We already made a parody for how we want to how the singer wants to fuck this guy's wife. (laughs) I don't know how much darker this can go. Specifically before his mom dies. Yeah. Okay, so this guy, it's uh, Christmas Eve. He's waiting in line. Mm-hmm. He's not really feeling too Christmassy. But then something happens. Standing right in front of me was a little boy waiting anxiously, pacing round like little boys do. And in his hands he held <gasps> a pair of shoes. And his clothes were worn and he was dirty from head to toe. All right, so even if you hadn't heard the song before, I feel like you can already get a sense of the direction it's going in. Yeah. It's, it's a uh... kid. He's holding a pair of shoes. He's dirty. He's filthy. This is probably a poor, underprivileged child looking to get a pair of shoes for himself or for someone else. That's that's what's going on, Nick. That's yeah. what's going on. Yeah. yeah. I don't now. I feel like you are under an assumption, perhaps, that you think this is some con scheme that this kid has came up with. Con is a scheme. You don't have to say it's not like it's like ATM machine yeah. or yeah. pin number. Yeah. It's not. Con, con this is, is one of those shit poops. <laughs> <laughs> but no. So, like I said, up up to up until this point, I would say, okay, this feels a little overly sentimental. But you know, it's my heart. I'm. <laughs> Feeling. <laughs> Steven Trollinger, at least once a day. <laughs> okay, so this the, there's this kid in line. Uh, like I said, he, it says he is. Uh, his clothes were worn and old, and he was dirty from head to toe. And when it came, it's time to pay. I couldn't believe what I heard him say. Sir, I wanna buy the. For my mama, please. It's Christmas Eve, and these shoes are just her size. So that's pretty sweet so far. It is. So, I don't know my mom's shoe size. This kid. I mean, I feel. I love my mom. Yeah. I feel like I should ask her what her shoe size oh, is. Okay. Now. now this is this is where this is the first part in the song, where I find myself a roiling mass of confusing and at odds feelings with my with my i just he so let me get this straight okay (laughs) so the only way you can enjoy christmas with your mom is if you buy something for her so the whole point of this is like oh i could just spend christmas with my mom and that's a that's gift in and of itself but no Based on how I've been raised in this materialistic, capitalist society, I immately equate happiness with buying things. So I have to get her something. I have to get her something. You have already heard his reason for why he wants to buy them. because It doesn't matter. He's equating the notion of making her happy with buying her something. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. This kid, right? Now, he's he's taking his own hardened... Peddled cash. I'm that we know, we know of. This? How do we know this? Nah. At no point in the song does it say, and this kid worked the streets. 
He mowed the lawn a few times. No, no, but trying to sell all of his other shoes. Because listen, I you guys are familiar with with with, with kids. I mean, you have any like younger nieces and nephews? Yes, or, like, yes. I, I, I I've aware. heard of these kids. You speak. <laughs> I am of. aware of the concept of of smaller, tinier, less well formed adults. Yes. All right. So I mean, uh, this kid's got some sort of money, and he and he's not with an adult. So you're assuming whether. This money was given to him, whether it's tooth fairy money, where I, you know, he doesn't have a lot. Though. He lost all of his teeth to afford these shoes. <laughs> yeah. He's but, just smashing his face with a hammer. <laughs> it's for you, mom. <laughs> but they don't have the heart to tell him that the tooth fairy doesn't exist. So he's like, they're just like, they're giving him what little money that they have because yes. they're poor, because the mom has got some sort of terminal illness. And because of we're living in America, they've got no money left because they're. Dumping it all into the hospital this because song, healthcare should be for profit. This song is a commentary on America's backwards healthcare system. Which, then in that case, Nick, if you think that... <laughs> I just, uh, in the moment, feel this. But but we have a toothless kid now. Okay, but, but teeth, no teeth, pedal and cash, whatever. He's got his own money. baby poop. Now... Now, because as a child, he's a dependent, okay? And yes. he relies on his mother, who has Christmas... So far, unless the Republicans in Congress and their new yeah. final tax code take that away yeah. from us, too. <laughs> you know, Republicans, like, who this song is targeted for? Because everyone knows Republicans love adult contemporary number one hits. Christian hits. Well, yeah. Hey, all right. About Christmas, <laughs> yeah. anything that isn't contributing to the quote war on Krieg on uh, Weihnacht, <laughs> Krieg, Krieg ist Weihnacht. Das Krieg on Weihnacht. <laughs> See, that actually sounds scary. If Fox News says Das Krieg on Weihnacht, I'd be like, Oh my God, get my gun! Der Krieg on Weihnacht. <laughs> I'll be appearing on Sean Hannity's show next week, yes. everyone. Yeah. Nobody's taking. They can pry my Christmas from my cold dead hands. Merry Christmas, secular motherfuckers. Uh, you were saying, Mike. I'm just saying. This kid comes from a family that doesn't have a lot. He happens to have something, okay? And what is he going to do with th – this is all he has. Yes. He's running out of time, and he's always – he already knows his mom likes spending time with him. He said most Christmases we don't do with a lot because – but we're with Well, he says that later, but yeah. Well, well it yeah. comes later. Awesome. We'll, we'll get to that, oh, but okay. yeah, yeah. But, but <sighs> he's just taking all he's got. To get his mom something nice, he he's not a he's not a, a shoemaker. He, he but he, you think he's gonna make a pair of shoes, a pair of shitty shoes? He knows he's a, he's a little kid. He can't make shoes. So he's like, mom, I want to get my mom something. I want her to feel pretty. And I'm gonna get her a pair of shoes. I and actually why, I agree why, with you, Mike. <laughs> I agree with you. Why does he want her to feel pretty? Is she going to meet someone soon? Well, we should. I don't want to. <laughs> Her, 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 it's her death date, man. I want her, I want my mom to feel pretty when she meets someone after a certain life event. Wait, fine. I'm just saying, little kids want to feel like they are helping out, and this is his way of doing it. I agree. I don't think it's commercial. I like the whole commercial Christmas. Yes. Does he have to buy this to bring happiness? No, but he has money, and he wants to contribute it to a good cause. And that's what it is. I agree. He's actually thinking. He's he's thinking about not himself. He's he's getting all of his money together to buy this one gift for someone who's very important to him. I agree with you in that sense. So I up don't like that you agree with me. In that. No, no. <laughs> I don't like it. But as the song goes on, it gets a little more suspect. Could you hurry, sir? Daddy says there's not much. 
this time. Uh, what? You see, she's been sick for quite a while. And I know these shoes will make her smile. And I want her to look beautiful. If Mama meets Jesus tonight. Okay, this is where things start to feel really... I smell something really suspicious. So... Can you hurry, sir? Daddy says there's not much time. My problem is not with any of the hypothetical characters in the scenario. It is with the songwriters and lyric writers of the song. Because they so meticulously had this kid talk about this in a way that makes it seem like he maybe doesn't understand his mom is dying. That this kid is so pure and innocent that he doesn't necessarily grasp it or he grasps it in such a beautiful way he's mom's not dying she just might meet jesus someday and i hate it it is manipulative it is bullshit it is like it's like they consciously tried to make this kid seem as innocent as possible but the fact that it was like if if i was actually in the scenario and i heard a kid say this i would be devastated it would be emotionally devastating the fact it was adults cynical adults who wanted to intentionally tug at your heartstrings, wrote it that way. I just want her to look beautiful if mama meets Jesus tonight. It's like, fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you, new song. So, so, you're mad. (laughs) You're saying these guys, these, what you said, cynical adults. Yes. Have, have... Like because we all we all eventually just get so dead inside after we've been alive for long enough. Yes, we just are, die a little bit more every day. Thinking of, I love it. Been, it makes you so mad. I, I've I, been dying ever <laughs> since I was born. I. Why does it make you so mad? <laughs> yeah. It is manipulative. It is because here's here's the thing. I don't like having my emotions manipulated because I don't like having the emotions to begin with. My 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 uh, okay. overarching issue with this song is that good music should make you feel something. This doesn't make you feel something. This is the songwriters telling you what you should feel. It's a fine line, but it makes all the difference. It's like a real fine line. Yeah, because because <laughs> if you hear a song that makes you feel something, makes you feel happy, makes you feel sad, makes you feel energetic, it's it's your bo- it's you and your emotions responding to that song. This is not that. This is the songwriters saying sad slash kind of grateful that's the emotion you're going to feel that we will meticulously construct this saccharine bullshit song to make you feel that way so you feel like a prisoner that's just being like oppressed into these emotions that they're making you feel like you don't have an option yeah you can't like it's the same reason yourself exactly i'm gonna i'm gonna they're like they're like (laughs) like you're, you're you're tied up and they're just bringing you there like they're throwing you in I'm tied up with Christmas shoelaces, and I'm forced to endure it. It's the same issue with, like, those Facebook videos where it's like, this dog was abandoned and flea-ridden, and and his owners didn't love him, but then we took him and we, we you know... Shaved him? Shaved him. You were about you were making you were about to say shaved him and you were making a shaving motion with your hand. But, but then I want to say no, they did, it's not like they shaved him and then just let him back. Like they did more than that. They shaved him, they resuscitated him, and he found a loving home. It's like inspiration porn. It's like it just wanted to Sir, make you I feel. I wanna shave this dog. <laughs> Could I do it in your store? This is a very busy pail of shoes. <laughs> but like it's it's those same things where it's just like you you know you're being manipulated. You know they're just doing it to manipulate your emotions. And even if it's an emotion that's trying to make you feel good, I 
I'm my own master. I don't want a stupid video or a stupid adult contemporary song to determine this, how I this feel. This song, it is this song is grading against Nick's um very Nietzschean uh, uh, the thought Nick has created a thought prison for himself, <laughs> made of uh, uh, Frederick Nietzschean uh, ethics uh, that he lives his life by. He is Der Ubermensch. <laughs> he tries to live his life like he is Der Ubermensch. Yes. Who is Der Ubermensch? There's a lot of German coming up in this episode. <laughs> well, because I was mad because I missed out on the on the damn black metal episode. <laughs> oh, um, so. <laughs> And Christmas in German is funny as hell. <laughs> yes, it is. You would be chased by the, the compass. The Germans do everything so fucked up. <laughs> so, Nick, I'm gonna. So you must hate. Uh, what is it? Sarah McLaughlin's uh, animal commercials. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm so mad you brought that up because now I think about it and I feel about it, and it's just being. I, my brain is being flooded with chemicals that make me feel things. Because you cannot hear that song without seeing slow-mo dogs just like staring up at you saying, why did they hit me? Oh, God. So, yes, to answer your question, I do also hate that song. <laughs> I'm with you on the Sarah McLaughlin thing. I can't handle it. But I, this is like a similar category to they me. They should use Alanis Morissette instead. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it ironic? <laughs> okay, so... So this, so we now know this kid is in line looking to buy shoes for his dying mom, even if the kid doesn't necessarily understand that. Maybe he does. May, may, whatever. But that's essentially he what understands the point it is. in a purely like fundamentalist Christian sense. Of, yes, we're not going to teach our child about death until he's older. So for now, we're just going to dress it up in in Christmas shoes. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to dress it up in Christmas shoes. You no, know, your mom, your mom. You know, she's just she's going to meet Jesus. Exactly. I don't, but he knows there's, he's like, can you hurry? There's not much time. Yeah. She's been sick. She's going to meet Jesus. Oh. Maybe Jesus just happens to be the name of their doctor. He's going to make her better. It's Jesus. <laughs> His dad's going to be the Christmas cuckold. So he's like, oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, hurry up. Jesus is coming. <laughs> I got to get her. <laughs> he's got a foot fetish. Mom needs to look her best. She does. <laughs> or he's not going to make her better. Oh, no, no. Okay. Oh, what a dark world this oh, song inhabits. So, Mike, you're supposed to, like, make me feel better about the song, and I think you're not doing that so far. No, that was just a parody version of interpreting the lyrics. But okay. so far, because okay. I'm a little torn, so far this kid seems to be, like, the embodiment of, you know, purity and innocence and everything that is good in the world. But unlike this, the three of us. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Un, the, unlike the in, complete antithesis, uh, us three. Uh, but as the song goes on, I become more suspicious because here's the next verse. The kind of pain is for what seemed like years in the said, son, there's not enough here. He searched his pockets frantically. Okay, now, so here's the thing. At at first glance, this cashier sounds like a complete monster. Because what cashier, first off, would hear the story that this kid just told you? You see him take out pennies, and then he's like, "Sorry, you're you're, you're a little short." Excuse me, sir. My mama, she's she's real sick. She's in the hospital, and I know she'd like this pair of shoes for Christmas, and and she's gonna meet Jesus soon. And I'd like her to look real nice when she meets it. I I have thirty dollars. It's thirty-five dollars, you piece of shit. I swear to God, if I see you in my payless one more time, I'm going to slap the shit out of your mouth. Do I go to where your mom works and slap the dick out of her mouth? No, I don't. So don't come to my place of business and tell me what to do. 
That is why I don't shop at Payless anymore. <laughs> Happy holidays! I swear to God, if this counter weren't in between us, I'd knock what remains of your teeth out of your mouth. But now here's the thing. I, I, I said it seems like he's an asshole, but anyone who's ever worked in retail, if you have someone try to pay for something, not just in coins, in pennies, that... Is because listen, you can go to the bank and get those little rollers for free, where you can put like fifty pennies in and have fifty and fifty cents at least. Yeah. Like this kid comes up, and also this kid has the audacity to say, "Can you hurry, sir?" When he's the one who comes <laughs> with a whole bunch of pennies and has to have this poor cashier count it out. Because it's this ca- this cashier is working on Christmas Eve, also. Okay, w- who wants to be counting pennies on Christmas Eve? So this this kid seems to have just enough concept. for... For just enough of an idea of the concept of money to 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 like bring money to a store to buy something, but not enough of a grasp of the concept of money to know that you should pre-plan and figure out how much a thing is and bring that amount of money with you, or else not go to the store. Yeah. Well, because I mean, I'm sure he doesn't. Who knows how, exactly how much money they have it's when like, it's all in pennies? I it. I know. Well, I don't think it's all in pennies. I think he's like. It says he counted his pennies. He He didn't say he counted his coins. He counted his pennies. That's a phrase, isn't it? I don't think so. I didn't take it literally. I took it to mean like he had a bunch of pennies, some dollars, some some nickels, and all. He smashed the piggy bank open. That's what kids. That's a. It's a classic kid trope for getting the money, right? Every kid has to buy multiple piggy banks throughout their (laughs) lifetimes. He keeps smashing it desperately to figure out how much money. There's a cork on the bottom of it. (laughs) Pull the cork, and the coins fall out. Why do I keep spending $12 for you to break the goddamn piggy bank each time? You break the piggy bank to see how much money you have to afford the next piggy bank. <laughs> that was that was his big Christmas present two years ago, and he's like, <laughs> shit. <laughs> but no, what, what were you going to say? Oh, God. I'm not oh. buying you any more piggy banks. You obviously don't understand the value of a dollar. <laughs> he buys the shoes. <laughs> Gets he like gets in the car and his dad's like your mother has like a hundred pairs of shoes already. I what what do you why why do you waste the money on that? We need food. Uh, just man, that is a terrible human being you've just devised. <laughs> just the oh man, I'm just imagining that dad just like do I I think I got enough money to buy mama's shoes. Oh yeah, can you use that money to I don't know pay for her X-rays. Oh you can't. Oh yeah, well then go buy her some fucking shoes. <laughs> I don't care. I've already made my peace. <laughs> Is Mama eating Jesus tonight, Daddy? Yeah, probably. I I ran <laughs> I ran out of money like three months ago. We've been this this has been the insurance is cutting out at midnight tonight. Have you not noticed, son, that you are filthy from head to toe? <laughs> I haven't bought you new clothes in like three years. We're probably gonna be meeting Jesus in a few months if we can't get things better. <laughs> that sounds great because the kid still doesn't have a concept of what death is or money. Mike, you're not doing a really good job convincing me though. Oh, this is too much. Oh, Remember God. at the beginning when I first listened to this and I thought I didn't I wouldn't be able to make fun of this. And then Hey, and, being able to make fun of something is different than thinking that the song is actually bad. Okay? So It's easy to shit on something. It's tougher to defend it, but this is still a terrible song, so I'm going to shit on it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I but we're horrible people. We, I mean, we off on tangents and making up fake dad characters who are terrible little kids, sure. But if we truly listen to the song and what it's intense, like 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 it, the story about it, and like it's a beautiful song. 
and there's nothing you could say that's going to change. Well, that. it's fine. First off, I'm very glad you said let's actually just look at the lyrics and not make up hypothetical situations because this specific scenario was very suspicious to me. And and, and let me let me explain. So because because this required a lot of research. So oh, man. this is going to be our longest episode ever. I will not rest until I've made my point. So this kid. He's buy you know he's buying shoes he's pulled a pair of, pair of shoes up and he's he's using pennies and I'm I'm sticking with that literally because that's that's what the song says I'm sticking to the lyrics yeah, as my okay okay to. okay so for the sake of research I actually just tried to I I wanted to find as close to like an average price for like women's shoes as you could find because I mean obviously there's all there's a whole spectrum I'm assuming this kid isn't buying her flip flops no but, wait did you account for uh, inflation because this was 17 years ago. I did not account for inflation. Yeah, there you go. But regardless, I, I aimed on the low side because I'm assuming this kid isn't going to spend all of his money on shoes. So I Googled women's shoes, and the the first result that came up when I went to DSW was um, this, which is the Fergalicious Wicked Booty for $49.99. And I thought, okay. And, and you, you guys have seen it. It looks like a nice shoe. Like, I'm sure someone's mom would like that. Yeah. So $49.99, marked down from 70 That's where I account for the inflation. So let's assume this kid is buying his dying mom Fergalicious Wicked Booties. Because Jesus loves heels on a lady. Yes. So... $49.99, that's 5,000 pennies. And once again, or 4,999, and that's before tax. Now, each penny, I learned, weighs 2.5 grams. Each penny weighs 2.5 grams. And if you multiply that by 5,000, that means this kid would have had to be carrying 27.56 pounds worth of pennies on him in order to afford these shoes. So there's, there's, two, solutions, there's two scenarios to this. Either A... He went into a DSW with a sack filled with half his body weight in pennies to buy these shoes. Or B, he did not have anywhere near enough money, which is why he's about to turn to the schmuck behind him and get him to cover the cost. Because what this kid is actually doing is he is getting gullible people behind him to pay the difference of price in shoes so that he and his dad can turn these shoes for a profit. Because he got someone behind him to pay for the majority of the cost. When he says, Daddy says there's not much time, it's because they have to sell them before Christmas. It's Christmas Eve. You're only going to get the maximum value of it on before Christmas Day. Oh, you are one sick son of a bitch, Nick. <laughs> now. Oh, my God. So. Oh, my God. I can't even. Mike, counter argument. <laughs> oh, my God. Again, going back to the, going back to the notion of, of if you've ever worked in retail, if a kid showed up with that many pennies... I believe that the proper response from that guy would have been, yeah, it's enough. <laughs> like, the guy, I, the guy, anyone who worked in retail long enough, if the kid brings in that many pennies, would just be like, yeah, I guess that's enough. Yeah. Like, nobody's going to count all of that and then decide it's not enough. Yeah. Yeah, let alone Christmas Eve. They would not. Everyone wants to not go even, home. Not even out of the goodness of their heart, just because they want to get the fuck out of that goddamn Payless store in time to go home to their family. So if a little kid shows up with a big bag of pennies, he's like, yeah, this feels like it's 5,000 pennies. Let's just here, just take the fucking shoes. They're on clearance anyway. Half the heel's falling off. I don't care. <laughs> How old do you think this kid is? I would say Culkin between... age? Yeah, yeah. Culkin? When you imagine Macaulay Culkin about that age, even he, he he's perpetually so like, what, like eight, I'd say between eight to eleven. Eight to eleven. Okay. Like old enough that he's left home alone, he can fend for himself against burglars. <laughs> <laughs> 
old enough to be able to set traps if burglars should, you know. But still doesn't have a concept of death because he set a bunch of death traps. And well, no, obviously Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone doesn't have a concept of death yeah. because he almost kills those men over and over and over That's what again. I'm saying, yeah. Those aren't death traps. Those are Jesus invitations. <laughs> like, if you get hit in the face with a paint can at least 20 miles per hour and then it knocks you through a hole in the floor, I'm combining parts one and two here, yes. and not get knocked through a hole in the floor, that's going to fucking break at least your face. You're not going to die, but your face gets broken, and then you land on your back falling two stories. They're, if they're not dead, they're, not in, they're out of commission. They're not in good shape. Okay, so, but we're saying, he's eight, doesn't quite understand death. Yeah. All right, so definitely doesn't understand finances. Okay, so this is a kid who's probably... Uh, he's out and about. I don't know if he's on the streets or what. Well, he must he's probably not in great shape. He's, was that, or he's dirty. Yeah, he's yeah, dirty. Yeah. I don't know where his dad is. We don't know even where his dad is. But he, he runs out. He goes, I need to get my mom something. So no no concept of – but he's got pockets full of change. Yes. And he's just hoping he's got enough. 27.56 pounds. Even, he probably doesn't even look at the price tag. He just sees a pair of shoes and he goes, yeah, this would be great for mom. He knows her size. Because he probably checked her shoe before he ran out of the house. This is a hypothetical, but if we can hypothetically say no. that he's a con artist, okay. So just he comes, based on the evidence and based but... on kids, and based on what kids do, because okay. kids aren't thinking. Okay, they okay. Just, they run in, beautiful pair of shoes. That would look yeah. great on mom. Fergalicious booties Brent, would look great Brent's on her. Up, and he just dumps his pockets because he just took all. He just took all his took... money and he just dumps. He doesn't know how much he has because he's he's rushing. He's yeah. rushing because yeah. there's not enough time. Yeah. Okay. Where was I going with this? <laughs> like, For the love of God, I don't know. No, no. So, so then, so he's in such a, a frantic, right? And the cashier looks at him and goes, nah, man, it's not enough. Yeah. So what do you do in desperation? You call upon the kindness of strangers? Yes. You look behind you, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? You ever been at that breaking point where you're like, I don't know what I'm going to do with anything. Yeah, I don't know anything about what that's like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, speaking of people who've reached their breaking point. I've never reached a breaking point recording this show, for certain. Well, hang on. So, yeah, so the kid is in line, and then he's searching his pockets. Then he turned and he looked at me. He said, Mama made Christmas good at our house. Most years she just did without. Tell me, sir, what am I going to do? Somehow I've got a buy. Christmas shoes. Okay, that that is purposefully manipulative. Yes, because what kid would turn and just the first thing he says is, you know, Mama always made Christmas great. I just, you know, most years she did without. I, I just want to buy her these shoes. What am I going to do? In my head, listening to this, I'm buffeted with two parallel universe, uh, parallel universes, wherein <laughs> in one, in the first one, this kid turns around and tells a sob story that may or may not be true because, again, what's his game here? He's trying to buy a pair of shoes. If he's not, it's like it's not like he's in a toy store and he's got like the big, he's got a giant box with like the big new, with the freaking like Death Star Lego set. It's $300, and he's now like, excuse me, sir. My mama always loved playing with Legos, <laughs> and she's a big Star Wars fan. If you could see it in your heart to 
I don't know, help me out with this. Like, it's not like that. Yeah, He's yeah. not doing anything with those. If, if this is a con, that kid is the dumbest con man <laughs> I have ever laid eyes on. So, obvious, right off the top of my head, he's not conning this person. He is manipulating them. I have two universes, one in which he is doing that on purpose, and the other in which, without changing his, like, facial expressions or the way he says it, could also very well be telling the absolute truth. Because he's a kid, and he's just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just telling you the story because I actually don't have a manipulative bone in my body i don't know how to manipulate christmas shoes is tearing at the fabric of your reality <laughs> i can't i see both worlds i'm seeing both worlds well i'm living in the world where this kid is just looking back and just telling the story if we didn't we wouldn't know the story it is yeah. a required moment in the song but I'm once having, again the having a crisis of infinite christmas shoes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But once again, the way it's worded is so meticulously done by adults to make this kid seem as pure and as like a, a real kid wouldn't say it that way. We well, have to. That, you that you is have what to a rhyme. cynical adult. You got to rhyme. It's got a good. There's rhyme so many scheme. other ways you can rhyme. It's like there's one single rhyme that exists that could work. They could rhyme other things. Every song has only one possible outcome, and these artists are just doing theirs. This kid has one mission for Christmas. One mission. Okay. Get Jesus, his mom's doctor, to <laughs> no, bang no, his mom. No. And to do that, he has to have the right pair of shoes to satiate Jesus's shoe fetish. You, you, you get that crazy scenario we came up with out of here, okay? No. One mission. And I know like when, when you're driven and you're passionate about one thing, that's it. Like He has no other end goals. He needs the shoes. And he's like, what am I going to do? I somehow have to get these shoes. He's essentially saying, I might have to steal these shoes. Yeah. Ooh. Now, wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. I was ignoring everything the two of you were just saying <laughs> uh, for, like, the past several minutes and thinking about my own stuff. Um, <laughs> children are... Ch wait, hold on. Because children are instinctively manipulative. Yes. They're not even conscious of it, yeah. They're not conscious of their... It's uh, this is the thing I grab. How they survive? It's survive. I don't know if children are aware of how manipulative they are. At some point, before you're even conscious of the world around you, you have realized that if I cry, I get things. If I'm cute, I get things. It's as though nurture. Children are nurtured to be manipulative, but as a conscious thinking adult, I am aware of the fact that they are manipulating me, but I know that they don't know it, and oh no, I've gone cross-eyed. No, no, hold on, no, no, see, I like where Steve's going here, no, oh, unless you... Guys, my nose is bleeding. <laughs> well, no, your, your, your theory pans out, because as soon as this kid says this to the sky, the very next thing that happens is... So I laid the money down I just had to help him out And I never forget And then he goes back into the chorus. <laughs> and then there's a key change. Um, so, so do I? Do I, as the guy behind him, do I judge that child? Do I judge a creature of instinct for following that instinct and manipulating you into paying for for delicious booties? 
We do not know that they're called Fergalit. These could be the most beautiful shoes on the planet. And you've just pulled up. Exactly. Oh, Fergalicious I, booties. Oh, Everybody You knows. see that? Look at how stylish and hip those are. Everybody They knows. are the most. Mama would look beautiful for Jesus in those. Everybody knows Jesus loves him some London Bridge. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Now, now, see, I like where you're going with this, right? So let's. Children are manipulative. You realize this. But you also, despite the manipulation, have heard a story that is not untrue. That we your, know of. That we know of. Unless this child is a liar. Okay? Okay. I mean, this is pretty... This is this would be some fucked up kid. Yeah. Kind <laughs> of be a deeply emotionally disturbed child. <laughs> like... So, because you still have the choice. Like, you've heard the sob story... And then it's the choice. Yeah, you're right. He chose to help this kid out. And I'm not begrudge. I like, you know, I I don't think you would have a choice in that matter. How could you not pay for that kid's shoes? Well, sometimes, like my instances, you just don't have any money. Yes. Sometimes your paycheck doesn't come in until the next day, and you literally don't have enough in your account to pay for the shoes. Then why Sorry, are kid, you I'm in go- the shoe store to begin with, Michael? Wait a second. No, forget the kid. Hold on. Why are you in this shoe store if you don't have money to pay for shoes? Are you going to turn around to the other guy behind you and be like, Excuse me, sir. I would like to buy these sneaks. (laughs) It never ends. That's called paying it backwards. (laughs) But my check doesn't come in till Friday. Please, sir, would you buy me shoes tonight? And then that guy punches you in the face. But here's the thing. Up until this point, this song is annoying to me, but it doesn't actually make me angry. It's this last little verse that, to me, pushes it over the edge of, like, okay, every single person in this universe is fucked up, because this is the last verse. This guy. This what? guy is a narcissistic what? piece of shit. So what? How fucked up do you have to be to ha- hear the story about this little boy telling you about how his mom is dying and how he needs these shoes? And when that boy leaves, think, well, God was thinking about me. This is all about me. So in his, in this guy's mind, God saw him not feeling very Christmassy. He's a little grumpy. He's a cranky pants. And so what God did was see that guy and say okay what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna give this little kid's mom cancer and so the kid has no hear me out so the kid has to come to this payless shoes to buy these shoes and make this guy feel like crap but by feeling like crap he'll realize what christmas is all about that some psychopathic old testament god thought this and remember kids god is not beholden to space or time so if you're confused about the chronology of this whole thing yes he can go back in time to give someone cancer to affect the present day Or or, or God knew this from the very beginning. He orchestrated all this from the beginning. He knew this guy was going to be in a pail of shoes on Christmas Eve, not feeling very Christmassy, and so he's going to, months in advance, give this kid's mom cancer so that that kid goes into that pail of shoes. Is God atemporal or is God um, omniscient? Like, does God know the future, therefore he affects, like, is he beholden to a linear uh, timeline or can he uh, exist outside of that timeline? I, I think most Christians would argue he can exist outside of any time and he wants. Okay, so he wouldn't need to then do it the way you suggested. 
Well, oh. one way or another, <laughs> God orchestrated this. Listen, like, as they say, God works in mysterious ways, Nick. Now, because think of it like this. God works along atemporal pathways, Nick. Because, Nick, all right, no matter what, the Ma had cancer, okay? Well, but, 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 just like God sent that little boy to that man mm-hmm. to teach him what Christmas was all mm-hmm. about, same did he send that man to that store to lay down the money for this kid who was just desperate to get his mother something. Okay, I'm going to say something now that I, the vomit wells in my throat thinking of saying it, and I'm going to say it now very quickly in the hopes that I don't throw up all over the place. Mike has a point. <laughs> oh, 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 oh my, what? How does Mike have a point? Don't make me say it again. Don't, don't make me say it again. Just you heard me. You heard me. Because you're. Wait. Are you? Are you positing that it is a more beautiful thing for this guy to pay for this uh, kid's shoes so he can get them to his mom? When that, when wouldn't that kid just be happier having a mom who doesn't have cancer? Because we. So you're saying we live in a universe like if there is a world in which this god exists, this god gave this mom cancer. Nick, Nick, you are you are looking way. It, I mean, dude, there's, I mean, why, why do, I mean, there's reasons for death, okay? There's reasons we get sick. There, yes. Like, there's always, there's reasons. And if you're going to look at these reasons why it's happening and blame God every time, why can't we live in peace and harmony? Why, like, Nick, I don't have all the answers, but I can tell you one thing. What? When you feel, okay, <laughs> that, that events are taking place because right, no matter what, the kid's mom has cancer. You can blame God. You can blame whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. But the fact, okay, where these two universes collided, okay, between this man mm-hmm. who's like not feeling the Christmas spirit and he's fucking over it, and this kid who's desperate for something, okay, this moment is what he's talking about. This shit, okay, this just happened. It's here in the now where we're talking about coming together. But you, you and, don't uh, get Nick to. Is, Nick is using this song to, uh, to. To posit, if God, if the loving God exists, why is there cancer? Which is not the purview of this podcast in any way to answer that question. We've spent over an hour on the damn song, let alone why does God allow bad things to happen to people? But the fact that this guy brings it up that he that not that the the Lord works in mysterious ways and can't be known to us mere mortals. He says he knew. For a certainty that God sent that kid to him to make him understand what Christmas was all about. And for God to have sent that kid, that kid's mom would have had to have gotten cancer to begin with in order for this all to be set into motion. Nick, how dare you? The ego on you to think that you, a lowly podcaster, could know the mind of the Lord. You are you are right now falling into the same trap that every worthless, corrupt televangelist falls into. <laughs> Where they think they know. They've got a line on the mind of God. You don't, Nick. You can't know his mind. Channel that rage to the vocalist slash protagonist of the song because he is saying he knows God's will. He's saying he knows the reason. But if we follow the lines of what aboutism, what about you, Nick? What can, about can you? you? Can you yourself form a critique of this guy who doesn't exist in this song using the exact same logic? that this guy is using? Can you make fun of this guy for thinking he knows the mind of God when you yourself are claiming to know the mind of the Lord? Either 
We live in a world where there's no God and terrible things happen for no reason and we can only rely on the good of each other to get by. Or there is a God who orchestrated this entire scenario, in which case he is a psychopath. Or the third option, that God, or as we, as the Greeks, ancient Greeks knew it, the Demiurge, an impersonal creating force yes. that animates the universe. That I can get behind. It's very Gnostic of you. <laughs> Super Gnostic. Hey, listen. Totes Gnostic. All right, all right. Let's, let's, so let's, let's push, let's, you know, because we could argue about this for, for, for days. Yeah. We've done it for over an hour. <laughs> the, um, the thing is, Nick, is that you cannot deny The best things happened in this song. The he learned what Christmas was all about, and the kid got the shoes, man. Yeah, and his mom dies. Well, not in the song. She's going. Oh yeah, yeah. In the, in the, in the brief time period the song covers, nothing bad happened. Well, no, but but well, honestly, no. But you know, the the mom dying is important as well, because that's what makes us feel. If you're just like running out getting a pair of shoes, with yeah. Them, but there's like there's oh, it's like a good movie. What's the, think of like life is pointless without death, Nicholas. I don't disagree. Without death, without entropy, the universe has no endpoint. If there were no entropy, there would be no motivation to accomplish anything. But, you know, you're right. We've gotten deep into the nitty-gritty of these fictional characters. But once again, the overarching problem I have with this song mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is that, once again, much like God orchestrated this scenario, the band New Song orchestrated this contrived scenario to just make you feel these feelings, and they do it in a shamelessly manipulative way and pass it on as earnest and heartfelt, and I call bullshit on it. I call bullshit on All these right. wonderful people who do great humanitarian work on this one song. I've made I've made my decision. So, Nick, all of your points all of your points are true. And and Mike, you 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 didn't make any points. Really. <laughs> what are you talking about? I didn't make any points. But 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 but, but, but I choose to be manipulated by this song. I choose to allow it to make me cuz again, Conceptual Christmas. I enjoy Christmas as a season where people just decide, look, we're people. We we are creatures of rage and violence and bitterness. And most of the year, we enact our violent fantasies out on each other. But maybe we can trick ourselves for at least a month. It should be a fucking month, but not fucking two and a half months. But <laughs> for at least a month out of the year, we can trick ourselves into thinking we're not like that. And to being a little bit nicer, a little bit more compassionate, a little bit understanding. And if this bullshit manipulative song, in all of its corny-ass glory, can make a pure, cynical, awful person like me choose to believe that for one month, then it has done a great service. So I am going to choose wholly wholeheartedly and willfully to be manipulated by this crappy song didn't even didn't even need to have any arguments could have just played the song yeah nothing mike said actually (laughs) did anything by the way to make me he had that one good point that i gave him yes nick had a hundred other good points but it is the it is the fact that i choose it's all about choice because i choose to be manipulated just like the protagonist chose to buy that kid's Christmas shoes. Well, listen, no, I, 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 I can't argue with that. I, just from my perspective, 
I choose to confront harsh realities in an attempt to better understand them and move on as humanity than be willfully deceived into believing we're good. I believe we can truly be good, but you can only do that by confronting bullshit like this. Well, that's what because it is. you're a stupid idiot. <laughs> I just believe, man. I just love Christmas, man. <laughs> I'm gonna get a. I think I'm, I'm thinking I'm gonna get a little Christmas romper, or at least my my. Uh, I hear my they have Christmas Bell shorts, and just go about spreading joy where I can and feeling good about it. So man. once again, <laughs> the three co-hosts of the of the Song Tops report, id, ego, and super ego, <laughs> all confront head on. <laughs> Uh, but guys, thank you very much for listening. Uh, there will be plenty more Christmas music coming up. We have a whole no. additional month of it. Steve, you said there's two and a half months. We're only kind of doing one month of it. Uh, <laughs> yes! Uh, you can review us on uh, Apple Podcasts, follow us on Facebook. We have a Twitter account. We have an Instagram account. And you can follow me personally at uh, Nick Brigadier on Twitter, uh, MrMikeRussell.com. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, uh, we love hearing your comments, critique, feedback. And also what your favorite Christmas songs are and your naughty or nice interpretations of them. Uh, but yeah, that's right. MrMikeRussell.com. That's M-R, Mr. Check it out. And uh, yeah, Steve. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter at YourManTrollo. Um, you can uh, reach me on, well, don't reach me on Facebook. That's weird. Uh, <laughs> I am on Facebook. If you are, ha- if you know Steven's real life. Right in yeah. the DMs. <laughs> um, so feel free to follow me on Twitter. I occasionally post things where I, uh, when I imagine, when I come up with funny little things, I still don't know how hashtags work, so they don't really get out there. But feel free to follow me. I am occasionally funny and humorous. Uh, you can also uh, see me uh, just two more showings, December Ooh, yep. 1st and 2nd, of In Love with the Arrow Collar Man at oh. Theater 80 uh, at St. Mark's Place. Uh, if you go to Theater 80 at St. Mark's Place, they have the uh, website for our show where you can purchase tickets. Uh, they're about to sell out, though, so... Get them while you can. Oh, shiz. We got to buy our tickets, Yeah, bro. Yeah, we'll be there. What? Are we thinking the first? Is right? I'm going the first. Actually, a bunch of people I know are all going on the first. Ooh. So I'm If you good. love this show and are in the New York area and want to meet us, you can come meet us. I'm using this voice because nobody's going to fucking do that. Ah, no, man. We'll do a little meet and greet. You can tell us what you're a favorite worst song is in person or just least favorite song we could just word it that way <laughs> but seriously if you do don't talk to me i hate talking to strangers <laughs> you can talk to me yes yes and eventually you can find me at stephentrollinger.com yes hopefully soon still under construction still under construction yes. i've been a little busy you prick i'm sorry i don't have a shit ton of free time to do this <laughs> well on that note merry christmas everyone uh we will see you next week i am nick brigadier i am mike russell and i and i <laughs> voiced Wynoxman <laughs> there Wynoxman uh, we'll see you next week take care Auf Wiedersehen